You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hi there, gorgeous, and welcome to episode 53 of The Hungry Soul podcast with myself, Rachel. How are you doing? So, as I am sat here right now recording this, it is International Women's Day. So, I just want to say happy International Women's Day to you right now because today is our day. It's the day when we get to celebrate the strength and power of being women. We get to celebrate all the women who have walked before us, who have changed history, who have created platforms and movements that have allowed us to have the freedom and the voice that so many women have not had in years gone by. And also to women who are still on those platforms and they're still shouting about things and they're still wanting change, goes out to all those women as well, yourself included. So happy, happy International Women's Day and I'm so delighted that you are a part of the Hungry Soul community. So before we move on to our gorgeous guest on today's episode, who actually for International Women's Day was just the perfect person to have on the show, I just want to kind of extend very briefly why International Women's Day is so important and actually why the message and work that I do along with today's guest is probably more important now than ever before. So a little while ago, being completely honest with you, I had a bit of a wobble about the work that I was doing. And I was starting to wonder, is it really that important? You know, when you kind of think about how much is going on out there in in the real world from a political standpoint, from the standpoint of people being, you know, injured through terrorism and trafficking and, and just really horrific things that are going on, I was really questioning how important is the work that I do because surely it's not that important compared to everything else. And it took me a little while to kind of re-establish myself in a way and I spoke to some friends and I spoke to some of my own mentors and coaches and it was only through really being honest and being truthful and and being vulnerable with how I was feeling that I realised, I realised that this work about helping women to awaken to their truth and to start speaking their truth and to start being okay with who they are and to give them permission to feed their hungry souls. This work is arguably the most important thing that the world needs right now because we as as a collective and we as women, we are starting to rise, like change is starting to happen. And interestingly, in today's podcast um, with, with the guest who I will introduce very shortly, we talk about this. We talk about how the divine feminine is starting to rise and how we as women, we need to have our voice now. We need to step into our truth. We need to speak our truth, even if that's uncomfortable, even if it ruffles feathers, even if it causes conflict to some degree, because this is how we collectively are going to start creating change and being the catalyst for change. So if you've ever questioned whether your journey of personal development is important, and maybe you've thought like I did a little while ago, well, it's not that important, you know, life goes on and for me to spend any time on myself and developing myself, it's not okay because there are other things which are far more important and far more relevant. I just want to give you permission to change that story and to actually realise that you as a woman have got a really important role to play in the world. And this goes out to any woman identifying as woman, female, whether you have children or otherwise. This is for every single woman listening right now. You have got a responsibility to connect to your truth and to be your truth and to speak your truth and to awaken your own soul-fed woman, whatever that might be for you. And if this is something that really kind of pulls at your heartstrings and you know that there is some truth to that, but maybe you don't know where to begin or what you should be doing or what you can be doing or how to change the dialogues and the stories, then things like this, things like the Hungry Soul podcast, they are part of your journey for you to listen to other women who can empower you and inspire you and and kind of point you in the direction of, of things for you to be doing and reading and looking into through curiosity this is really important, you know, books and teachers and people who you can just resonate with. 
And then there are also people who can help you in the sense of facilitating and creating that space. So as I'm recording this right now, sort of beginning of March, at the end of this month, I am starting a brand new experience called Awaken. And this is a 12 week journey for any woman who really wants to awaken her own authentic self from the point of view of not people pleasing anymore, speaking up for what she believes to be true, finding her voice, um, not putting herself last, actually allowing her truth to come through, rewriting all the stories and the dialogues. So if that's something that, again, you are curious about purely through um, the lens of, of curiosity, then you can head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash awaken where you can find all the information that you need about that 12-week experience. Okay, so on that note, drumroll please, today, episode 53, we have got just a fantastic and gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful soul who's going to be joining us. And this is a woman who I came across as I think I have done with many of our guests actually on the podcast. I came across her on the internet a little while ago and I followed her work for a short while before I reached out to her because I just wanted to kind of see, you know, what she was all about and, and, and her message and her passion. And I have to say, as soon as I connected with her and we both said this, I had this feeling of knowing, of, of comfort, of, of resonance, of connection that her and I have been soul sisters in previous lifetimes for sure because there was just that instant spark. This is the delightful Sabrina Lynn. Now, Sabrina is the founder of Rewilding for Women and she's one of the most passionate and deep diving personal development trainers that I've ever come across. And she's had such a profound impact on thousands of women across the globe. Sabrina brings over 10 years worth of teaching, speaking, facilitating, consulting and coaching experience to her work. And she's taught, she's taught some of the largest organizations literally across the globe. So she has studied, practiced and taught archetypal psychology, neuroscience, leadership, shamanism, energetic healing, meditation, astrology, tantra, um, physiology and mind-body connection. So we had so much in common from our own personal development story anyway. And through the Rewilding for Women, she teaches workshops and retreats and online programs. And she's just got such a raw power and depth to how she speaks, her sort of down, down to earth approach really. And I know that you are gonna get so much out of this interview that I had with her a short while ago. So I invited her on the podcast. We had an incredible conversation about the divine feminine and also the divine masculine, um, the sacred divine masculine energy. And we talked a little bit about rewilding for women and what that means and why her work is her passion. And as I said, you're gonna get so much out of this interview. So without further ado, here she is, the delightful Sabrina Lynn from Rewilding for Women. Enjoy everybody. Right then, everybody, I'm so excited because here she is, Sabrina. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so good, and it's so good to be here with you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so, so welcome. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the show because I know that this conversation is going to be incredibly useful. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be juicy. And yeah, I'm just, I'm delighted that you're here. <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> On that note, let's kind of get stuck in. So I know quite a bit about you, Sabrina, stalking you in a nice way. Uh -oh. uh, <laughs> however, there might be some people right now listening or watching who've not yet kind of discovered your work. And we're going to delve into that in a bit more detail shortly. But do you want to give yourself a quick introduction as to who you are and yeah, what are you all about? Yeah, I think, Rachel, if it's okay with you, I'd love to share what you and I just chatted about of yes, please. graduating college, going into the corporate world, being that, that, that kind of high-powered corporate girl working in my gray suit in a man's world, mm. for lack of a better way of saying that. And I hit a point in my life, it, I, I got lucky. It was early in my life. It was in my late 20s that I hit this point of going, there's got to be more. Yep. My marriage is not blissful. My sex life is terrible. I don't feel full. I don't even feel like I'm, I'm open to 
or operating from the capacity that I can be. And I kind of felt dead. Like I felt a little bit dead. Now the rest of the world was telling me, Sabrina, you should be happy. <laughs> this is what success yeah. looks like. And you've got it all. You know, you've got the boats and the cars and the vacations and the homes and the and the white picket fence and the 2.5 car and the dog. And, and I, I wasn't, Rachel, I was so miserable. Um, so I did what any sane woman would do <laughs> or God. insane woman would do. And what did I, you do? <laughs> I gave it all up, Rachel. I gave it all up. Um, chucked in the job, um, left the marriage, gave up the house, the cars, the boats, everything. And I kept the dog and I went to live in the woods by myself for two years. Wow. Yeah. And that was when the false masks and the societal layers started to peel back. And I started to come into kind of a natural rhythm with mother nature, with my inner self and started mm. to explore these parts of self that I had not really had an opportunity to open to or to express given my family system, given the society that I had grown up in and the culture that I had grown up in, which was, I am woman, hear me roar. And yeah. we needed that. Like, thank God for the, the feminist, the revolution. And, um, but it pushed me into this place of, of being more masculine than is my authentic nature. Absolutely. And this, this is what we're going to have a conversation about, aren't we? We decided that we want to have this, this real, raw, honest conversation yes. about the masculine and the feminine and actually balancing it because you've just hit on something, which I know that probably the entire community audience watching and listening right now, they get. And it's about the striving and the high achieving and the wanting <sighs> to be more and have more and do more and the pushing. And I've been there, as have you. But there's a different way of, of, of embracing life, which is what we want to talk about. So the masculine and feminine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just want to backtrack ever so slightly. So here you are in your corporate world. You've got all of your material possessions. That should mean that you have achieved success and you should be feeling successful, but you don't. Now, I'm assuming that some people, when they hear your story, might think, gosh, that was a bit kind of dramatic to throw it all away and go and live in the woods for two years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> However, it obviously helped you to get to where you are now because this is this is what you do. Like your passion is to help other women reclaim their their authentic self as well. Yeah, and that was that was my unique path. So that was what I had to do in order to step into what is my life's work. So Rachel, what you and I are talking about and when you talk about rewilding and what I do now, this is my life's work. So having stepped into like what I feel is, is the reason I'm here. Um, and I will, people will tell me, how do you do what you do? And, and my only answer is I'm, I'm built for it. I'm just wired for this. I'm built for this. This is what I'm here to do. Mm. Um, and so that was just my crazy wild journey. <laughs> it doesn't mean that a woman who's wanting to reclaim her feminine or open up to her allness has to go live in the woods for two years. That's totally <laughs> That's good dramatic. to know. That's good That's to know. Well, Sabrina, <laughs> that was the Sabrina way. <laughs> we'll put that out as a disclaimer. So nobody needs to go and find a log cabin unless they wish to, and that's totally okay. <laughs> right, right. However, however, I'm sure that there's other ways that we're going to kind of delve into in a second. So for anybody who maybe this topic is completely like not even on their radar, when you talk about feminine and masculine, what are you actually referring to? And it's like simplistic form. So how can yeah. you explain that to somebody? Yep. That's a brilliant question, Rachel. And I'm so glad that you asked it. So um, can I actually, I know that I'll, I'll answer that question in a second, but can I give you sort of telltale signs yes. for women yeah. who maybe are standing strongly in their masculine, yes. but maybe don't know it. So that's where I was at. I didn't know it. I just knew that there had to be more. I, I knew that I, there was more to me. I knew there was more to love. I knew there was more to sex. So that's one of the telltale signs. 
is when we're lacking our feminine or we're not open to our feminine yet or we haven't reclaimed it or awoken to it, however we want to talk about it, there's often this sense of, of I know that there's more out there. I don't know what it is. And it's often related to relationship. Mm. It's often related to intimate partner relationships specifically. It's related to love, like longing to be met on deeper levels, longing to connect with a man or a woman on deeper levels than you've ever connected on. Okay, okay. Another telltale sign is what's going on in the bedroom. So that's a real physical, simplistic way to look at it and to feel into things is how satisfied am I sexually? Mm -hmm. um, how open am I to the orgasmic process in my body? How open is my body? So a woman who is, is in her masculine and masculine, and I'll explain again, kind of give a feel of what is masculine and what is feminine, but a woman who stands in her masculine a lot is often very rigid, um, very tight, very tense, very rigid, where a woman who's in her feminine, there's this like flowing, this movement, this, oh, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like feminine is this life force energy. So it's like life and love and light rolling through us. I love how you're doing that. Like that's how right. the word feminine makes me feel. It's like, I want to move and dance. Yes. <laughs> and you, so, so kind of going further on to that, like a woman who is in her feminine, you think of these women who, um, who have rhythm, right? And you can like, they walk and their hips sway and their body sways and you can just see that they're alive. That's a woman who's standing in her feminine. Like, she's, like she walks down the street and you're just mesmerized by this glorious dance that she's doing almost, right? Like she's embodied. So the feminine is also very much embodied, very connected to the body versus just being here in the mental realm. Absolutely. Um, so just that really rigid, um, so just from a body standpoint and going back to the orgasm, like once a woman's body is open, the orgasms change. So even women who have maybe never had orgasms or have only had those is it okay that we're talking about orgasms? Yeah, no, keep going, keep okay. going. You can talk about anything. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes I should just check in to make sure I'm not going places I shouldn't be going. Um, but, but so women who maybe have had, it, it's been challenging to have orgasms or they've been like little orgasms, like just a clitoral orgasm. Yeah. And, and we know that there's so much more to the orgasm, right? There's, there's the vaginal orgasm, there's the cervical orgasm, there's the full body orgasm that rolls through your body. And that's, and I, I guess I'm talking about that because that's just a telltale sign. So a woman who has reclaimed and opened to her feminine, the bliss, which has to do with, is related to orgasm, the bliss, the joy, the pleasure rolls through her body, the more open that she is. So I think it's sometimes useful and hopefully your audience found this useful to talk about some of those telltale signs um, that maybe we just don't know. Like I wasn't told that. I didn't learn that until I had moved to the woods for two years and had to do all of these crazy dramatic things. Yeah. Um, so I love sharing it with women. Like, hey, if you're experiencing some of these things, it's, it's because that feminine, that part of you, it's an innate natural part of every person, man or woman, mm. just hasn't been opened or awakened or allowed into the current world that a man or woman's living in. And the way that you're kind of portraying it as well, am I right in sort of saying that this is very much a body thing? Like when, when you talk about the feminine, like as, you, as you're talking, it's like I'm moving my hips and I'm, I'm swinging. Yeah. <laughs> so like I can body thing. Yeah. It is. So when you look at it on another level, going back to what are the differences between the masculine and feminine or give an example of that. So if you look at it on, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. So I'll give a couple of different ways to give okay. everyone a, a feel for it. So if we just look at the body aspect of things, 
and it's kind of a bit tantric related. So we'll go into a little bit of the tantric explanation because it helps to explain things, I think, and give a good yeah. feel for it. So if we look at it from that perspective and we go back to this, the feminine is life itself. Mm. So, so everything that moves here in this physical world, including my body, yeah. is the feminine right? It's life force itself. It's how life is expressing itself mm. in this moment. And if we look into the masculine, and now this is at a really high level that we're talking about this, we feel into the masculine. The masculine is the consciousness that holds how life itself is expressing. Okay. So that's yeah. on a really high kind of spiritual Tantric mm -hmm. level to talk about that. And if you, there's a great metaphor that I love, and I promise I'll bring this back down. So I'll bring this down to corporate so it will make more sense in a minute. Okay. Um, so when you um, bring it down just a tiny bit, there's a metaphor that's really good to explain this. And it's if you think of the feminine as weather patterns, right? We are all of the weather and you just think about the emotions of the feminine mm. so you can kind of start to relate to we are oh, the yeah. wild emotional creatures it's just how how much do we stuff that down or how much do we repress that or how much do we pretend that that isn't there yes. but we are extraordinarily empathic we sense 10,000 times more things every single moment than a masculine based person would Wow. It's how we're wired. It's just innately our neurological wiring. Yeah. So we are so, this is why we're so in touch with the rhythms, right? We bleed in accordance to a 30 day cycle, which matches the moon, right? We are, we are in rhythm. Yes. Now, how much we fight that rhythm <laughs> and how open we are and how connected to that rhythm is different for every woman, depending on where she's at and her relationship to all of that. But, um, but if you feel into the feminine as every weather pattern, and you can start to see this like in real life is one moment, we are, we are blissfully happy. It's like it's, the sun is out. It is just joy all around. One tiny little thing can happen. And now it is a torrential rain, lightning and thunder. And I'm ready to kill that man. <laughs> who is supposed to be my husband that just walked in the door and put his shoes right in the middle of the doorway again when I've asked him a thousand times to put him on the shelf. Oh right? my God, I love that metaphor. Like that, yes. Right? That's, that's the feminine. And then let's say the doorbell rings and it's the neighbor who we love and we instantly shift back into bright sunny sky because the neighbor's at the door and we're not angry about the shoes anymore. And now it's the bright, sunny, beautiful, amazing bliss, right? So, yeah. so if we feel into that as the feminine, all expressions of weather patterns are the feminine. Mm. And then what holds the weather patterns is the atmosphere itself. The so masculine. The masculine. Amazing. Yes. So now bring it back down into life, like day-to-day -day life. This is why women love, typically women who are in their feminine, we love to dance. Mm. We love to be seen. We like to look beautiful. We like to be shiny, jewelry, makeup. We like to life. We like to dance, the joy, the bliss that is life. Yeah. We're at a wedding. Who's typically dancing? The women or the men who are in their feminine, who likes to watch the masculine. Yeah. Why is the masculine always watching? They're so visual. They want to watch the feminine. They, they get filled by watching the weather patterns. Wow. That's how it fills the masculine for men who are in their masculine or women who are in their masculine, vice versa. So we all have both, right? Mm. If I'm standing in my masculine, I would prefer to be sitting at the bar <laughs> at the wedding <laughs> watching. I'm just, yeah. I'm watching, I'm observing, I'm the witness. Amazing. Yeah. So, I love it. that metaphor. Like that is just, that, I've never heard this explained like that in such a way, which just 
it just feels like so, so yeah, so true. Like that whole kind of, you're, you're in a storm one minute and then the sun comes out and it's like, oh, it's such an amazing day. And then there's lightning over here. And then it's, yeah, I love that. That's just, that's, that's, that's us. That's us. We move, we shift, we do, everything changes every single moment. Yeah. And we are, we are receptive to that. That's us when we're standing purely in feminine or when we're open to our feminine. Amazing. Right. So here's a question. We're talking about the feminine. Yes. You've explained it in an amazing metaphor with the whole clouds, thunderstorms. I'm sure everybody can kind of relate to that. However, I'm intrigued to know, or maybe the listeners are like, mm-hmm. why is this topic important? You know, yeah. like you've, we've kind of, obviously you've touched on the fact that you were in your masculine when you weren't happy, you then rewilded yourself and you kind of took off all the layers and the masks and now you are who you are. Yeah. Why is this important? Like, why do more women that are listening to this need to know about the, the weather and the, the fluidity and the dancing of the, of the feminine? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Rachel. And for women who are 100% satisfied in life, it's not important. Perfect. Yeah. If you are 100% satisfied in your career, 100% satisfied in your family life, 100% satisfied in your relationship, in your sex life, in, if you are 100% satisfied and happy in those aspects of life, it's not at all important. Mm-hmm. But if there's any part of you that's going, there's got to be a better way to even this realm of my life. And it might, it might be the realm of career or it might just be the realm of sex, any aspect of life. It's okay, well, let's start to look at what parts of self mm-hmm. haven't been opened yet, be it masculine or feminine. We're living in this amazing um, world where now it is acceptable and honored and welcomed for us to open to all, all of it all of it and so a woman who's open to her masculine and her feminine she is one hell of a force in this world right so if you think about it like the masculine also is that driving directional force makes really good decisions get stuff done but what the feminine brings is the energy behind it Mm. the feminine brings the life force the passion the potency the juice she brings the juice into it she brings it she brings the love she brings the connection into it Um, she aligns with the intuitive self so i'm not just making logical rational decisions on getting ahead and making things happen i'm making decisions based on my deepest heart's desire i love because i'm open to that I'm making decisions based on, I know what I know, but I don't know how I know it. I just know it in my bones. Mm, and yes. that's fulfilling for a woman and a man, yes. right? That's, that's fulfillment. So when we start to feel like, wow, I'm just, I'm not living my fullest potential. I'm not aligned. I might not be aligned with my soul's purpose or my soul's passions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's because this feminine hasn't been open. So So if we think about soul purposes or um, how to unlock the soul's deepest desire for expression in this life, you want to look at it from both the masculine view and the feminine view. So the masculine, we're very well aware of. We hear about it in lots of soul purpose programs and find find your purpose, find your passion, yada, yada, yada. And it's what must I do? before I die to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Right. But we're leaving out the feminine and the feminine is how must I give and receive love before I die in order to feel fulfilled? So it's not about the doing, it's more about the embodying of the being. Yes. And it's the, what, what must I create? So it's also a creative. So there is some doing. It's what must I create? Yeah. Do I need to have children in order to give and receive love the way that my being is desiring? Do I, am I in a relationship? What work do I do where I can give and receive love to my fullest capacity? Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that, the word balance 
because obviously you're kind of you're implying you know this i know this but the, the kind of the balance of the masculine and feminine it's kind of it's a dance isn't it like it's not about just having one more than another or always being in our feminine and always wanting to be this kind of you know feminine divine soul creature it's about the balance you just nailed it, Rachel. And I, I don't even like the word balance, to be honest yeah, with I you. <laughs> I like that. Um, it's so hard to talk about it, right? It's hard to bring some of this stuff yeah. into words, but it's like, if you think about a pendulum that can just swing yes. back and forth, like this is fully open. The masculine's fully, fully open here. The feminine's fully, fully open here. And what we can do as women in today's day and age is we're, we have this ability to swing back and forth, back in an instant. Like we have the capability of doing that. We just, most of us haven't been trained to do that. We haven't trained our nervous systems to do that. But yeah. I could go to work all day long, stand in my masculine, get stuff done because that fills a part of me. Yep. And then I can come home within a few minutes. I can soften, I can open. It starts to run through my body. My man walks in the door and I'm like, oh, I am so in love with you. Like, take me, please just take me. Right? I love it. Yeah. So we can yeah. swing and we can dance and move and jive. Um, Absolutely. But it's, it's, the, it's the opening up to all those different parts of self. Okay. So on that point, yes. how does one open to this? Yeah. So, yeah. You're, you know, you're touching on about its movement and dancing and kind of softening and, and opening to more, more love and more receiving. Mm -hmm. but practically, a woman yeah. living in her masculine, like you were, who maybe not fully understand what we're talking about. Like, what do we, what does somebody even do to, to yeah. begin with this? Yeah. So one of the biggest things, um, like we've talked about dancing and movement and music and sound and breath and body movement, mm -hmm. but it's still tough if a woman is on her own and doesn't, right? Like you could put on the candles and the soft music, but she could still be so like, I don't know what to do here. Like, I don't know how to move my body or to breathe. So one of the biggest things is, being with other women who are open. Yes. It, this is, we as women, we have this amazing gift to almost chameleon into our, it's that empathic ability that we have. Mm. And so just being around women who are open, the door's already open and it's that much easier for women to go through it. Um, okay. so that's one big thing is, is yeah. finding women and just being in that energy yeah. uh, of other women who are open to that. Also, uh, working with the archetypes is really powerful. So working with the feminine archetypes, which awaken those certain parts of self, mm. right? So each archetype is just kind of a little thread of that full life force that runs through you. So you start to work with the archetypes, like if you feel into Venus or her, her other name is Aphrodite. She's the goddess of love. Yeah. And, and all of these are just parts of self. That's all that archetypes are. Um, yeah. You don't have to get all crazy about them. They're just a little part of self. And you, you start to, you, you open to that via practices um, that can be meditation practices. They can be embodiment practices. They can be movement practices, sound practices, yeah. um, mantra practices, a billion different ways. Mm. But finding someone or something that will take you into that and you just open the door. That's, that's it. Like it's just this open the door to that part of self, yeah. opening up to that expression. Yeah. and also I, you know it, it kind of starts with just having that awareness doesn't it I mean even if people listening are like right I kind of get exactly what she's saying I'm so in that place where I'm not in my feminine just actually acknowledging that is already the step to go through that <sighs> first door <laughs> yes that's it absolutely Rachel absolutely it's the awareness and the what can I do to soften to mm. open um, what what's calling to me is nature calling to me is music is dance is movement is archetypal work calling to me what's what's it's calling yeah what are your what are your favorite practices sabrina so how do you stay in your feminine like what do you do to feed your soul with this topic yeah that's a great um that's a great question rachel because i dance in both a lot <laughs> cool good um, right if you run your own business, you, you have to dance in, in both. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, I'm just trying to think of what's the most useful. I, I do a million different practices, Rachel. Almost every moment is a practice um, at this point in my life now. But I always give myself at least one hour a day, at least one hour a day. Mm -hmm. And that is Sabrina time. Brilliant. And for me, my access into that part of myself is always through movement. It's, I'm, I'm a very body-based person. Yeah. So it always starts out with movement. And then because I work so deeply with Shakti and that divine energy that runs through our body, that feminine divine energy versus Shiva or the light that comes from above, right? So I work with the Kundalini, the Shakti. Yeah. And so it's, it's my doorway in is the movement. And then it's just going into where is the Shakti asking me to go today? And sometimes it will be archetypally. Sometimes it will just be body-based. Sometimes I'll end up dancing. Sometimes I'll end up like on all fours growling. Rachel, <laughs> because that's part of the feminine, right? Like that really deep earth mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of all of the weather patterns. Amazing. So you, you allow your intuition to guide you, don't you? It's yes. not like you have a structure and having a, a masculine structure to awaken the feminine doesn't really work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. No. You're, 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 you're limiting her, right? It's like telling a, the weather that, oh, you must be 80 degrees and sunny today. And, and she just gives you the finger like, yeah, okay, sure. And then she throws a tsunami at you and you're like, oh, wow, that like didn't really work, did it? <laughs> oh, I love, do you know what? I think that's a really important point to touch on because I know that sometimes when, when we as, as individuals and as a collective are kind of on our own journeys and we're, we're taking all this knowledge and wisdom and we're trying to bring it into our world, I think sometimes we can become a little bit too fixated on like doing all the things and oh doing them right and having the structure yes. and having the meditation at eight o'clock every morning. It doesn't work. So I'm that's so glad that you touched way of doing it, right? Like that's the that you touched on there. I'm yeah. so glad that we got into that. It's, it is that trusting. So give it some structure, which is the masculine, right? So for me, it's one hour every day. That's the container. That's yeah. the consciousness that holds me. That's the container of the masculine. So I am structured in that, that it's one hour every single day. Yeah. But then what happens in there is total free flow. And I have no idea what's coming my way. Love it. No clue. And there's no limits to it. It's just trusting, feeling, feeling, trusting. And that's it. Oh, I love that. It's, it's incredible how many people I've spoken to who have kind of got their plans and they're like, I need to journal and then I need to meditate and then I need to walk and then I need to breathe. And they're ticking it off like a chore. And they wonder why three days in they're like, oh, I said this, I can't, I'm not doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we got to this point, Rachel. I'm so glad we were able to talk about that. It's huge. It's massive. Because I know for me personally, when I when I really started to recognize that my feminine was just neglected and I really, and as I still do, I, I'm very focused and very intentional of, of allowing the pendulum to swing now. But yes. prior to that, about 18 months ago, that was me. I had it on my wall, like a chart. It was, I have to do this and I need to do this. And there was that disconnect. It never felt right, but I thought it was me just not trying hard enough or not being committed enough. And now I understand that it was none of those things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> Reaching. <laughs> okay, so yeah. a few more questions before we kind of wrap up because we're, gosh, this conversation, I could speak to you forever about this. So, I agree. Um, so we're talking about the masculine, we're talking about the feminine, we've kind of established that it's about the pendulum. So it's, it's, it doesn't matter where you are, but it's about bringing the balance, the pendulum in. Um, you've also mentioned some of like the, the practical things that, that women can start to do, finding their, their circle, I suppose, like they were their fellow sisters to hold them and, and support their journey. What if somebody listening or watching right now is, is really struggling with the concept of, but I, I kind of feel like I operate better in my masculine. Like, is it, I think my question is, is it possible that sometimes some women, they need more feminine, but actually they, they kind of don't swing as far into their feminine as, as other women. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, it's perfect. I've got kind of two points to share on that. The first point is we are all wired differently. 
So we all express different degrees of different energies, right? So we will all express different archetypal energy. So if we just, some women are just Venusian women, right? Whereas some women are more like Pallas Athena, warrior woman. And so first and foremost, and, and some women are, are, are kind of more innately and naturally wired to be open to their masculine, whereas yeah. some women are more innately. And so that's the first and foremost thing is like, we are so, 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 so different mm -hmm. and honoring self and honoring and having zero judgment, zero comparison, mm -hmm. which is one of the hardest stinking things, <sighs> right? To, yeah. Is to not compare. <laughs> so, so that's the first, that's the first point that I want to make um, is it's totally different for every single woman to what degree and to how much. And there are certain archetypal energies that will just be innately like, her birthright yes <laughs> they're, they're all in us but and so that's that's the first component the second component is we've got to be careful because we can easily fall into the trap of saying my masculine is easier for me therefore that's what i am oh i love that yes yeah. okay mm. so just because it's easy doesn't mean that is your deepest most authentic expression of life itself a lot of times there are shells there's walls there's armor there's protection yeah. around our feminine so because of family patterning or because it wasn't maybe safe to stand in the feminine right we've just come out of many 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 years and many generations of the feminine being abused the feminine mm. being oppressed the feminine being all of those words right yeah uh, and so some of that will sit there in yeah. the feminine and so for some women it's just well it's easy to be in my masculine because it's safe mm. for her oh yes so when we start to open to the feminine anything that's been blocking us starts to come up and it can be really scary for a woman who's not stood all of the emotions right so it's like like you open up the dam and suddenly there are these emotions that have been locked down maybe sometimes lifetimes uh, yeah um or even just from this lifetime like how many times as children were we told good girls don't do that Ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah right like we've been given this like let's say this is the full spectrum of the feminine all of the weather patterns just growing up in your family patterning how much of that was accepted yeah how many of those weather patterns were accepted how much was it acceptable to express rage mm -hmm. or fear or sadness and that's just on an emotional standpoint there's a whole lot of other realms to look at but so every woman is different. Every woman has a very different relationship to the feminine. Some, there's a lot of trauma that sits there in the feminine. Yeah. Or a lot of repressed, or if you look at lineage. So just look at ancestral, right? We've absorbed that DNA. How open was mom to her feminine? How yeah. open was she to her sexuality, to her, yeah. her fullness of love? Yeah. How clean and clear and pure and crisp and open was she to all of the feminine that went through her? Mm. I think that, that the way that you've just explained that then and I I kind of have this vision of like my entire ancestral line behind me like all the women that all the women before me the like the layers and layers yes. and layers and how actually probably up until my generation there has been suppression and there has yes. been all those stories and the societal conditions of women can't do this women have to keep their mouths shut women have to behave and now you know people have heard of the feminine is rising this is what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. And you're giving me chills all up. I know. I, I was the same. I was like, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, Rachel, that's it. And it's what, when we open that door, because that's a part of self. Mm. And when we open that door to that part of self, what's, what's there? Mm. What, what emotions are there? What ancestral 
energies have I brought in? What psychic family patterning have I absorbed? Something else to feel into is, and this is a tough one um, for some of us as women who've stood very strongly in our masculine, we've been taught oftentimes to value the masculine principles. Mm -hmm. Like it's valuable in our society to be successful, AKA making money, getting shit done, making strong decisions, being tough, not being emotional. And then you feel into, well, what are my deepest, not deepest, but what are my feelings around the feminine? Mm. Do I devalue feminine principles? So every time we look and we say, um, she's crazy. Those emotions are crazy. She's not crazy. She's feminine. Yeah. That just happens to be the tsunami expression. It'll pass in a second, but it's not rational. It's not logical. Yeah. Right. Or how many times have we denied our intuitive gut feel? Mm. Always. (laughs) Most of us always. Yep. That's feminine. So Mm. how many times have we denied the very principles and expressions, the gifts of the feminine? So part of the gift of the feminine is the intuitive knowing. Absolutely. The gifts of the feminine is the body, the bliss, the joy, the orgasmic energy. How many times have we denied that? Mm. How many times have we denied or repressed or distorted sex? Yeah. Right. And that's just like hampering the feminine. Every time we do that, we're hampering, we're hampering. And so, so just because it's easier to stand in the masculine, going back to your original question, does it mean that that is our innate natural expression? My sense is that that woman who says it's easier for me to stand in the masculine, there's just a lot of denser energy that's yeah. sitting here. There's a lot of emotion here. There's been a lot of maybe ancestral stuff around the feminine. Yeah. So the, the question is how do I value the feminine principles of connection, of love, of intuition, uh, right? All of that, that we just talked about. Absolutely. And then, I mean, gosh, this, this topic is so, it's so relevant. Like it, I, I'm kind of assuming now, but some women listening, who maybe are not very into like, let's say spirituality and some of the things that you've touched on, like archetypes and tantric, you know, principles, etc. But this isn't airy fairy woo-woo stuff. Like this is so not airy fairy woo-woo stuff. Like this is here. It's it's physical. It's 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 here. You know, it's it's day to day life. Yes, it is absolutely. So anybody that might be disregarding this and thinking, oh, it's not really that important for me. I just want to be happier. Now, I just want to kind of find a job that lights me up. I just want to find a partner that makes me feel like, you know, that I'm yeah. appreciated. This is so freaking relevant. Like this is. So yeah. Rachel, what this is, is this is working on those deep, deep, deep unconscious levels. Yeah. Those deep subconscious levels that will sabotage the shit out of that relationship that you want. Mm. That will, that will unconsciously you have no idea but the energetics are sabotaging it you won't even see so so many women are like well where's the good men where where are all the good men where are the conscious men you can't even see him because you're patterned to not see him right it's like you'll be driving around and you'll never see the red Porsche until you decide that you want to buy a red Porsche and then suddenly you see a thousand red Porsches all over the place right yeah and so like just taking that to another level, it's, it's this woo-woo word, these, these practices. Like we do these practices because they take you into the depths of self that are far beyond the logic. You can't logically talk your way into open your fem- opening your feminine. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to today journal my way into opening up to Venus, pal- <laughs> right? All of my feminine, I wanna, I wanna journal my way into opening up to cervical orgasms. Good luck. And if someone can <laughs> let me know what those journal questions are, because those are going to be some potent things to share with a lot of women around the world. <laughs> no, you're so right, actually. And it is, it is all about the, the connecting and the embodiment and actually bringing our energy, like our, our spiritual energetic self back into us. And yeah, gosh, it's, it's, it's yeah. so lovely. And it doesn't have to be spiritual. 
Right, and Rachel, like you're spot on. It doesn't have to be spiritual at all. Yeah. It's just, that's in us. Those parts, they're just parts of self. And what can I do? What practices can I do? What women's circle can I join? What women do I want in my life to open these doors? What's going to help me open these doors to my, my allness, myself? I don't want to live, I don't want to live half, half alive. Yeah. Half of my expression, like barely aligned with my heart. My heart's aching and it's breaking because I know that there's more out there. Like I'm done. I will do what it, whatever it takes. Absolutely. And actually opening those doors, this is part of it. Like conversations like this, for someone to just listen to this for like 40 minutes, they're already opening the doors because there's being part of the conversation that's kind of getting the questions going and the the awareness and the yeah the 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 observation so this is really important so thank you question for women to ask who are listening right now and who've listened to this conversation what's going on in your body Mm. right like yep the mind might be doing all kinds of things but feeling into sensations in the body so just starting to create that relationship um, yeah absolutely with the feminine starting yeah. to create that relationship what's and I know, on the deeper levels and that that can be quite challenging because i know that a lot of the, this kind of community are very good at numbing out of stuff you know, whether it be yeah. with food or alcohol or social media and all those kind of things so being in the body oh, is so important <laughs> absolutely rachel oh absolutely oh, goodness listen we could talk about this forever and i'm sure that you know i'm definitely going to have you back on the show i would really like to talk about archetypes next time just to kind of have a few yeah. conversations around it because i know it's a topic that might not be very um familiar with a lot of our listeners but you know how relevant they are i know how important they are so yeah we might try to arrange that for some time in the future but before we finish anybody that does want to know more about you and your incredible work Sabrina and I've actually done one of Sabrina's programs I did one of her rewildering workshops which was phenomenal so where can we find you on the the world wide web it's super easy website is rewildingforwomen.com that's it or just do a search in google rewilding for women and we'll come up all over the place There we go. Easy peasy. So anyone that's actually watching this video on my website or on YouTube, all of Sabrina's links are below. And anybody that's listening on iTunes, take yourself over to where Sabrina's just mentioned. Awesome. Thank you so much. I had the best conversation ever. Um, And yeah, it was an absolute delight to talk to you. So thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful, Rachel. Thank you. It's been wonderful. And thank all of your listeners for being here with us. Absolutely. This is the start of the journey, ladies. So anyone watching, the doors have already started to open. So keep going with it okay we'll catch up soon see you later so there you go gorgeous another episode brought to you by the hungry soul now if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you don't panic we've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free all you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources and over there there's workshops handouts meditations and loads of other goodies so go and grab as many of them as you want to can't wait to speak to you soon bye